issues of property. And what about the economy? What is ownership? Is this appropriate? Goods. Properties. Commodification. Ownership. Property. Appropriate. Hello, my name is Florian Peters. I'm a researcher at the Collaborative Research Center Structural Change of Property at the Universities of Jena and Erfurt in Germany. And I am glad to uh, have an interview today with um, uh, one guest from Poland, Beata Szymaniako. Uh, she is a lawyer and housing rights activist from Warsaw in Poland. And um, she will tell us about reprivatization and the restitution of, of housing property in post-socialist Poland. She has also uh, written a great book about that, uh, which is titled Reprivatizations Polska, Historia Wielkiego Przekrętu in Polish, and uh, this would be Reprivatizing Poland, a history of a great scam, which was published with Krytyka Polityczna in Warsaw. And uh, she's actually uh, focusing um, in her book, but also in her practical work as a lawyer and uh, activist, the mechanisms of property restitution in Poland uh, since uh, 1989, or rather the um, absence of any regulated mechanisms in this field. And um, as this is a field um, which is like really uh, impacting a lot of um, uh, fields of social, uh, social uh, inequality and so on, uh, housing question being a big topic also in other European countries, I'm really um, um, interested in, in learning about uh, her experiences from, from Warsaw. So um, maybe, Beata, um, could you tell us um, what is actually the problem with privatization or restitution of housing property in uh, Poland and Warsaw specifically. Uh, hello, Florian. It's uh, very nice to, uh, uh, that you invited me. So the problem with reprivatization uh, is that it is. There is this process and this process is ongoing. Some people say that the problem is that we have no a complex general uh, legal act that would regulate um, reprivatization. But in my opinion, if like sometimes when people don't know what how how to deal with one social problem, they say, "Oh, we need to regulate this uh, re uh, legally." But the first thing you have to ask, uh, we have to ask ourselves, uh, our ourselves, is how we are gonna to regulate this social problem which is very complex and uh, so yes i think that the main problem with reprivatization is the whole concept why we should reprivatize why we should uh, restitute properties why we should travel in time and uh, come back to uh, ownership uh, to, to relationships uh, between owners and tenants that existed before the Second World War, because restoring this order seems just crazy. And I think that reprivatization is something, uh, something like that, reversing time, and it doesn't make uh, too much sense. Great. That, that is really intriguing because um, we are also thinking in our research pretty much about this temporal dimension of property and the structures and the legal and social um, uh, yeah, networks and relationships which are, which are 
um, around uh, developing around property and are also shaped by by property um, maybe we come come back to that uh, uh, in a minute but let me first ask you again um, what is like which are the social groups are the, the groups of actors actually involved in this in this conflict which uh, which are um, are coming up uh, because of this restitution question. Uh, so, so who is actually um, uh, whose interests are clashing against each other in these in this conflict? So, uh, firstly, uh, at the beginning in 1989, um, the main actors were former owners or their children, grandchildren, and politicians. Uh, Reprivatization and property restitution. Um, was uh, seen at that time as a part of the communization process, very crucial uh, and very important to um, restore um, the right hierarchy of values. And in this hierarchy, uh, property was really important and ownership was really important. So at the beginning, there were owners against, let's say, against the state. Uh, then, uh, some people realized that it's not only about the owners uh, and the state, former owners and the state. There are also, in the buildings that are restituted, uh, uh, there are schools, people live there, we have museums, we have public hospitals. So, slowly, very slowly, we started to realize that it's the conflict not only between owners and the state, but also between many other actors. Uh, in the 90s and at the beginning of, uh, I, I think in 2008, uh, nine, some tenants associations uh, were founded, mostly by elderly people. One of them was uh, Yolanta Brzeska, an activist. Uh, she was over 60 when she was killed um, by unknown perpetrators uh, until now this case is not solved she was found burned in Warsaw in the forest and she was fighting against her eviction against uh, higher rents um, so these uh, tenants associations uh, represented very often by anarchists started to, find, uh, uh, to fight against the owners represented by professional lawyers. So you can easily imagine who was more powerful then. Um, the scandal about privatization didn't start when uh, people like Yolanta Brzeska were evicted, because nobody cared at that time about elderly people, poorer uh, citizens, uh, nobody cared about public hospitals that are evicted because it was so important to give the properties back. Uh, the scandal started in 2017, so we can see how, how uh, long it took to realize how serious problem we deal with. And the scandal started because the president of Warsaw Bar Association, along with some public officials, public figures, um, took part in so-called wild reprivatization. Because there was no legal act that regulated this area, we uh, had to uh, base um, on the acts that were released after the Second World War. And it was, um, it was shaping the chaos. So um, thanks to lawyers, courts, judgments, uh, reprivatization was um, 
and is an ongoing process. And uh, now many politicians are other actors that are very strongly involved. The party who did the most and actually is a political winner um, according because of its engagement uh, into um, reprivatization stuff and protecting tenants is law and justice. Um, when this scandal uh, erupted, uh, law and justice was um, enforced and could accuse uh, previous, um, previous parties that they didn't do enough to... Uh, to protect tenants, to protect uh, public uh, property, and so on. So they started to run a committee that, uh, which uh, aim was to verify all those scandalous cases. And um, of course, they uh, um, promised to uh, attempt to to to, um, uh, to 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 give a complex legal act that would regulate this. But until now, we, we don't have one. And of course, uh, one more group of actors are international groups, uh, international uh, associations, mainly Jewish, um, who um, fight for including them into this process. And all, I, I think that all of the attempts to regulate uh, reprivatization in Poland excluded people from abroad. Um, yeah, um, that, that's really an interesting uh, field you, you present and a broad, uh, broad picture of, of uh, different actors like struggling, uh, struggling with these problems and taking, trying to pursue their, their interests mainly. Um, I, I would be interested in actually what, what is the social consequences of these, of these struggles. Um, so so what, what is happening to the people living in these in these um, in these housing and 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 how how do they react and how how do you uh, together with others uh, try to support them in their in their struggle? Uh, so the main problem is always with people who live in the buildings because okay you can evict the museum uh, the museum or the hospital but no nobody is hurt nobody is killed <laughs> like you want to just kind of, like it, it it just has to uh, find another. Uh, uh, in other uh, headquarters, but um, so people who l used to live in the buildings, who live uh, in the buildings that are um, reprivatized, they several years ago, sometimes tens of years ago, they signed a contract with the state that they are tenants, they can live there, and after fifty years, sometimes. Um, they are transferred by the state to the hands of the private owner. And private tenancy is totally different than public tenancy. If you're a public, uh, like you are a tenant that lives in a public uh, house, um, like the house that belongs to, to Gmina, to the state, uh, you have fixed rent, you cannot be evicted easily, and uh, you have your right. Um, uh, is something totally different if you are uh, on the private market because your rent ha can have no limits. So um, you can imagine how can one feel uh, if after several years, maybe in your uh, when you when you're 70 year old, you realize that 
the state just left you alone. They promised you something, they signed a contract and they left this contract. They transferred this contract to uh, a totally different subject. So um, this is the beginning of the catastrophe. So higher rents, fear that you are going to be evicted, fear that you're going to be, a ho to be homeless because you don't know where to go. You're not able to afford to, to, to live on the free market, so to, to rent a house on the free market. Uh, so um, this is one, uh, and those are, these are uh, consequences, uh, but on the other uh, hand, you had serious consequences connected with uh, the whole process of eviction that sometimes, because sometimes owners that mm, uh, gained, uh, that possessed these buildings, Sometimes they, use, uh, they used legal methods, but sometimes illegal methods. Those illegal methods, legal are hiring uh, um, uh, the rent, uh, illegal evictions, but illegal uh, actions are, for instance, destroying your corridor, cutting off your water, cutting off your electricity, um, throwing some rubbish in front of your door that you're not able to open it when you're uh, going outside. Um, there were various uh, methods to threat the uh, tenants, to encourage them, we can say, uh, to leave the house as quickly as they possible. So after Yolanta Brzeska was killed, uh, you can imagine how other uh, tenants could uh, feel because they knew that they are left alone. Politicians are not interested in their topics. Media are not interested in some poor people that have problem to pay their rents. Um, this topic wasn't uh, important, wasn't uh, the uh, subject of the public debate. So you're all left alone and you know that one of your friends that is over 70 was killed. So you can be killed too if you fight for your rights. It was a real disaster and I think it's a something what says really uh, something really said about about our society because we didn't uh, care for these weaker um, people and then we all pay a price for it of course the, their price was the highest one but uh, yeah it's still a, a disaster and I think it, it, it says a lot about our morality and our social solidarity uh, yeah, that's that's great. It, 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 I mean, that's, that's not great, actually. It, uh, the the picture you pe uh, you you present of of society, which is more uh, um, more committed, actually, to to property claims from from let's say seventy years ago, than than to the social social um, justice nowadays and to the to the real life of people who have to have to live in uh, have to make their living somehow. Um, but but could you? Tell tell us one or two um, sentences about um, about the people who who are like trying to uh, like you who are like trying to to uh, campaign against that and, and and what are your ideas to um, to solve this problem actually uh, to be, because as you said I mean this is uh, there there is a certain potential of scandalizing this seeing this uh, this uh, this wild uh, right privatization as a as a scandal uh, in a moral sense also from mainly right wing um, politicians. Um, but is there any, let's say, more more progressive idea how to how to um, how to um, uh, deal with these uh, complicated issues? Uh, so uh, my aim is to persuade people that we don't have a problem with wild reprivatization. 
world reprivatization is a reprivatization that is made with uh, forged documents by mafia uh, who, who that played its role in this process um while reprivatization is also um uh, was also buying claims to buildings that uh uh were worth millions of swatters but the claims were bought for 500 swatters for instance so we have some scandalous cases of course um claims were sold um there were some there was corruption there were forged documents but my aim is to persuade that reprivatization itself is something really unjust and immoral because of course you can say that uh expropriations that happened some tens years of uh, tens of years ago uh weren't just i actually is not it's not the point some people can say okay they were just some people can say no it wasn't fair but the thing is should we replace something uh that was unjust as you said uh, 50 years ago with new with new injustice <laughs> uh and i think that it's unfair because today we all pay for what was done so long time ago we pay because all compensations all billions of zlotes that we are we, we we are paying now they come from our taxes it's something for we we could improve our healthcare system we could um uh we could focus more on education Uh, uh on psychiatry uh for children and so on but we prefer to pay compensation for people who didn't actually experience any harm their grandparents maybe did but it's only about restoring some uh property uh relations that existed very long time ago and actually it's a conf- it's a class conflict also because we pay for a very small people because we know that these properties were concentrated in the hands of very uh narrow uh, percentage of people and now we all pay for that uh so it's kind of uh restoring this uh, uh relationship between nobility and peasantry where we all have to pay for a very small group of people so so, so would you say uh, reprivatization shouldn't um take place at all um because uh, tenants organizations also they campaign for a for a more just uh, law on on uh, regulating this this uh, reprivatization so so how how could such a regulation look like actually in order to to balance these different claims to justice claims to justice which come from the past in the one case and which are more synchronic in in our our time is there any idea to how to how to um yeah how to balance these different claims actually um so there are various uh, ideas how to solve this problem usually we uh, say usually um there is a proposition that instead of property restitution we should compensate it and maybe not in the full price but uh only in a small percentage like 30% of the value but then you have to ask yourself what's the value of the property because if you look back uh, to 1944 when all warsaw was um 
uh, destroyed in 85%, sometimes in 100%, uh, where the Jewish ghetto was. And it was a planned destruction made by uh, uh, Germans. You uh, think, what was the value of that property at that time? It had so much rubble on it, so much uh, blood. So much, uh, and, and we uh, as a society rebuilt this city with our hands, and then you have to give the property that is already rebuilt in 2023 or compensate in the value that it has today. So maybe we should value, uh, we should estimate how much it was worth at that time. So it's not so easy to say what value it should be taken. That's the, the first question. That's the first option to, to, to compensate. But I'm uh, I'm skeptical about it, and I think that all claims should be just expired. We should just close it, and we just, we, we we have to say the time is going on, and we cannot uh, go back to something. We cannot travel in time. We have to we have to stop it because if, if you want to travel in time and see what harms can be done okay wh why we are thinking only about nobility and their harm like uh peasantry for instance at the beginning of the 50s um uh, they, they were forced by communists to sell their farm products uh, for 50 percent of the real price so maybe we should compensate that as well or maybe we should compensate women that couldn't vote uh, some time ago like what what kind of uh, and other harms and it's all about like we we can compensate but it's still about uh paying our money to some of us because compensation is made from our taxes so yeah yeah, of course. I mean, there is an idea by law, of, law and justice, of course, of where to get the money from, because uh, this traveling back in time can be also be done on, on, on the national level, of course. And uh, there's the idea to, to uh, get reparations from Germany in order to pay for all that. But that's, that's maybe, maybe um, a comment from, from the historian's point of view. Uh, I definitely uh, see your point uh, that it may be, may be really impossible, actually, to... to travel back in time and to, to reconstitute uh, justice by rebuilding re actually legal relationships um, from, from, from the past. Um, but what about uh, regulating the, the private um, penalty market? Because, I mean, if, if just in case, uh, if uh, housing is, is privatized in the one way or the other, I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily um, must um, include restitution and, and uh, previous uh, owners claim but uh, I mean the city can also um, could also like like simply sell uh, <laughs> or has, has also uh, also to as far as I know in many cases sold quite a lot of um, uh, flat to private owners so so wouldn't also uh, regulating private tenancy market uh, part of the solution at least sure I think that um Reprivatization process only showed that we have a problem with private market. But uh, as you said, uh, those issues are not only because of the reprivatization. Uh, for instance, uh, now we uh, face uh, many uh, a serious uh, problem with um, private market because of people, uh, refugees from Ukraine who are fleeing uh, to Poland. They, uh, and, and you can 
uh, do you know that some rents doubled from last year uh, and it's so difficult to find your uh, flat um, minimal wage that is now in Poland is not enough to cover one uh, uh, one room uh, apartment so we are in a real housing crisis and I'm pretty sure that it's the right moment, the final moment, to regulate private markets. So the first thing is uh, for sure uh, to um, fix the rents, uh, to um, uh, bring some limitations uh, with hiring the rents. But the second thing uh, I think is very important is to um, stop the process of buying apartments as an investment. If you do the first part of this reform that we are now uh, talking about, uh, so you, 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 um, politi if politicians would um, uh, make renting an apartment as less, uh, um, uh, bringing less uh, uh, money for uh, the owners, uh, then people will stop buying apartments just as an investment. Um, if you have no profit, you, you have no point, there, there's no point to buy uh, an additional apartment. So uh, I think it's important uh, and, uh, because uh, we have over a million of flats that are empty now. And people, uh, at the same time, people uh, live in uh, overcrowded flats. So we have to do something with this. And we have to fight uh, for the right to appropriate housing and uh, to, to, to stop treating houses as uh, investment. Yeah, as a commodity, yeah, but as rather seeing it as a, as a, as a right uh, which simply belongs to the people. Thanks so much, Beata. Thank you, Florian, for having me. <laughs>